0: and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our team, and the world. Hi, I'm Dr. Joseph Walker, and thank you so much for tuning in to Next Level Leader Podcast. Certainly want to thank you so much for being connected today. This is the place where leaders come together and share, and we just believe in encouraging each other, place where strategy takes place, and just want to thank you so much for being a part. We said every week that leaders understand iron really does sharpen iron. So thank you so much for being a part of This is your first time listening to Next Level Leader. Thank you. Let me know. Follow me on Instagram at josephwalker3. Would love to connect with you. Would love to hear from you, to know your story, to see how Next Level Leader is being a blessing to you. I appreciate you so much. I don't take it for granted. I really don't. I am so grateful to have you connected. And I just want you to know I appreciate you and thank all of you so much. Now, for content and for other information, here's what I want you to do. When want you to go to josephwalker3.org and I want you to get our books, learn more about our ministry, about our leadership strategy and all the things we're trying to do. And uh, hey, if you want us to come in and share with your organization, we'd be happy to do it. But uh, just make certain that you do that. I'm sure it will be a blessing and I thank you so much in advance. Today, I'm going to talk about investing in you. What an incredible time to talk about that now, right? If you're a leader like I know you are, you've been grinding, pushing out vision, developing your team, crunching numbers, burning the candle at both ends, and you haven't had a lot of time for yourself. But I want you to understand something. In order to be an effective next level leader, it's going to be so important that you invest in you. This is huge. And I want you to hear this because the first thing I want you to understand today is the importance of protecting the asset. Now, I can't take credit for this. This comes from a great book called Essentialism, Greg McEwen's book on essentialism. I love it because you have to see yourself as the asset. You have to see you as an important necessary variable in the success of your organization. So you've got to protect that. And so oftentimes we we just run ourselves ragged. We don't rest. We don't take quality time and self-care and all those things. And then we wonder why we're falling apart. So I really want you to think about this for a second. Protecting the asset means I want to put all the necessary things around myself to protect that because the organization is depending upon you you're the principal in the organization, they're depending on you being present. They're depending on you being optimal health and mentally and spiritually and otherwise. And so you've got to make sure that you have certain things in place. Say, I am protecting this asset myself. <laughs> yes. Think about if I am protecting it. I am putting in safeguards so that I am not allowing unnecessary encroachment. I'm putting boundaries around myself. To make sure that I am protecting myself, I've got buffers uh, so that people can filter through a lot of stuff to keep stress away from me that's unnecessary. Protect the asset. Here's the second thing don't work to work, work to live. There's so many people that spend their entire lives just working to work, glorifying the grind, working to work some more, to work some more. When in fact, you should be working so that you can live, live the quality of life that you deserve. Man, I don't want you working your entire life. You look at how unfair this is. You get a job out of college, you're working at 20-some years old, they tell you to work until you, let's say, until you're 64. So 24 to 64. All right, that's 40 years. And then 64, you got 74, 84. That's about 20 years. You know, if you're lucky, 94 You got to work 40 years to get 20 years of retirement. At some point, you got to live now, man. You got to carve out that time (laughs) where you literally live. One of the things I have learned, if someone asked me the other day, what has the pandemic really taught me? And I I shared three things. The thing I want to share with you is I've learned to live unapologetically, to take trips with my family, to go places, have adventures, experiences, exposures for my kids. You have got to live. Sometimes we grind so much and say, well, I want to go to this, but I can't do it because I've got this meeting. I've got that Zoom. I've got this. I've got that. And you're running yourself into the ground. This is the time. You must. Listen to me. You have to live. You have got to make sure you don't just work to work. Let's work to live our lives. Here's number three. I want to spend a little time here. If you don't come apart, you will come apart. Let that sink in. If you don't come apart, pull back, take time for you, you're going to come apart in the organization. You're going to fall apart, fall to pieces. I have seen leaders implode, holding in so much, not taking a break. I was speaking at an organization a few weeks ago. And we're celebrating the leader of this organization. It was a religious organization. And the leader looked at me and said he had not ever taken a vacation. He is a leader of a faith-based organization and for 40 years had not taken a vacation because of the work that he was doing with the church. And I thought to myself, man, that is perhaps one of the saddest indictments ever that you've given your life to all these people who take their vacations <laughs> and you have not taken the time to vacate. See, to vacate means to step away from, to come apart from. You have got to learn a part of investing in you is come apart from it, man. Don't be so consumed. Sometimes we we think, well, I'm going on vacation, but then we take our work or we're always uh, you know, running things in our mind. You've got to come apart from this stuff. The grind, the expectations, All that stuff is weighty and you've got to learn the significance and importance of literally just stepping away, coming apart. You'd be amazed. You would be amazed. Here's the next thing. (laughs) I want you, if you're going to invest in you, think ownership and legacy at all times. Everything you do as a next level leader, I want you to think about ownership. I want you to think about what can I acquire to own that I can pass to the next generation for legacy. The Bible says a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. So I'm thinking ownership and I'm thinking legacy. I'm thinking appreciating assets. You know, I'm thinking about, you know, I want to make sure that I acquire enough value uh, so that I can leave a, a substantive legacy, uh, not just in a tangible sense, but values and things that will gain value over time. This is so important. And so many of us don't think about that, but I want to encourage you today to really think about owning things. Don't, don't get comfortable just renting forever in your business. What can you own the building? Can you find land? Can you build You know something to house your offices? These are things that you have to seriously think about. And if you do that, you'd be amazed. You would be amazed. So it's so important. So think ownership and think legacy at all times. Let that sink in. I know you got it. I know you got it. Here's number five. Maintain a good work-life balance. Man, if you get this one. Maintain a good work-life balance. Like if you really, really understand the significance of this, maintaining a work-life balance, meaning that I, investing in myself, I'm not allowing myself to be running the ground, but I'm really creating a system around myself. Let me, let me park here for a second. See, a part of this is resetting expectations of people that work for you and around you. How do you create a system that insulates you from the hustle and bustle and grind and expectations of other people? It means that you, you have the right people in place, to buffer certain requests, to be able to respond, to triage certain situations so you don't always have to do it. See, you got to get away from the big chief model. where Everything has to come to you. That is an unhealthy model. You get competent people around you. Competent people can triage certain situations to help you focus on the larger things and not all the minutiae. So many leaders burn out because you're dealing with all the minutiae at the granular level because you haven't trained the people around you to deal with that so you can deal with the larger things. It's so important. When you understand that, I'm telling you, this is what it means to have work-life balance because now when I'm at work, I'm focused on work, I'm focused on the high-level things, but when I'm at home, I'm focused on home. I've learned this, you know, I, I go to work, I do what I do, have meetings, Zooms, et cetera. Then I come home or I meet my kids, and my wife out, and we were totally separate. My kids are not, not even feeling the impact of my schedule or my work because all they know is daddy's here having ice cream or daddy's here having lunch and we're laughing and my son, we're in the car and we're laughing. And this is fun because I'm not taking calls and I'm not, you know, answering texts. I am totally focused on them because I respect work-life balance. Just like I don't want them to come into my Zooms or come into my meetings, I don't want the work to come into their time. So work-life balance is about protecting the space. It's about putting boundaries around the space and saying, when I'm doing this, I'm doing this uninterrupted, and I'm doing that uninterrupted. And you create a culture where people know, if you're with your family, they don't call, they don't have these expectations, they can wait, your team can deal with it. So oftentimes, you know, what happens is we end up encroaching upon those very precious moments, and before long, our workspace starts eating up the personal space, and we have no time for ourselves. Work-life balance, man, is, is about you being able to go play tennis. You know, you being able to go and do a concert, or to go to a museum, to go to the park and walk and not be stressed, and people look at you and say, how in the world could this person with all they have on their plate Have this kind of time. It's because you've learned how to build a system to help you with work-life balance. This is so important, guys. So important. So I I just want you to really lock in on this. I really want you to lock in because it's so important that if you're going to do it, work-life balance matters. Let me say one more thing about work-life balance. Work-life balance for me is about having certain days that are just sacred. I share with our ministry, you know, uh, that Saturdays are my family time with my kids. And so oftentimes people want me to do things on Saturday. Can they do it at Saturday at 10 a.m.? Can they come by at Saturday at noon? And my team knows that they're not going to put that on my schedule because I want to be present for my kids' basketball practice. I want to be present for my kids' tennis practice. I want to be present to go to the park and hang out with them because typically on Saturday evening is when I... Go back to the work zone, getting ready for Sunday. So all day Saturday is their day with their dad, not with, you know, the position I hold, but with their dad. So you have to carve out times and chunks of time in the day that you hold sacred and that these things are non-negotiable. This is what you do and how you do it. So I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to do that. It's so very, very important and uh, to maintain that work-life balance. Here's the next thing. Reward yourself for reaching milestones and achievements. Investing in you means you've got to sometimes celebrate your victories, man. One of the most powerful things I've learned uh, is comes from Scripture, man. When God creates the world and God created the heavens and the earth and God did this and did that. And then God said, "Now that was good. In other words, God celebrated his creation. You have got to learn how to celebrate your accomplishments. Doesn't mean that you're being arrogant or puffed up. It means you just, you worked hard. Take a moment and celebrate. It's okay to invest in you sometimes to say, hey, I'm going to take a trip. I've met a milestone. I'm going to buy me something nice or whatever. You got to do that. This is about living. This is about making certain that you are investing in you, waiting on other people to do it. And you get disappointed because they didn't do it or they didn't call or they didn't, encourage yourself. Throw your own party. Make your own cake. You know, this is what's so important. As a next level leader, you've got to celebrate your milestones. Don't let those things go by. As hard as you work, as hard as you labor, you meet your milestones, pause and celebrate that. Say, woo, let's do something great. Let me do something for myself. That was a hard thing for me at one time because I was, you know, just so focused on pulling things back. and not really wanting the attention to be on me. And I was convicted greatly about that. Like you really do have to stop and just celebrate various milestones in your organization that you have primarily been responsible for. And uh, I just believe it's important. So let's review what we've heard so far. The first thing we talked about is protecting the asset. You are the asset. You are necessary to your organization. So you have to put in systems that protect you, buffers, and uh, have the right people trained, triaging certain situations that you know how to protect the asset. You're not all over the place, but you are in, pouring into yourself. You know, you're going to the spa. You know, you're getting adequate rest. You're eating correctly. You got a system around you of trained people that know how to protect the asset. But then you're not working to work. This is number two, but you're working the live. You're carving out fun things you enjoy doing. And find something out there that you just enjoy. Find a hobby. It's golf, tennis, going to museums. What is it? Travel. Find a hobby. Do something. Basketball. Do something to live. Don't just work and work and work and work and work and glorify that. Get to a point where you say, you know what? I can actually live. I can enjoy my life. That's what's important. The Bible says in John 10 and 10, a thief cometh to steal, kill, And destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. That's the quality of life, the God kind of life that I know God desires you to have. So I want you to unapologetically live. Here's the next thing if you don't come apart, you'll come apart. If you don't step away, take that time mentally, spiritually, you'll fall apart. So it's important for your mental health. It's important for your physical health. For you just to pause, man. Breathe. Come away from all of that. Build a team to help you fill in those gaps when you're not there. Build a team that can help move your organization from the codependency and has upon your presence. That other people can step up and assist in meeting needs. Here's the next thing. I want you to think ownership and legacy. How can you pass a legacy down? What can you establish, a foundation, something philanthropic? What can you own that will go from one generation to the next generation within your family bloodline? Just begin to think ownership and not always renting. How can I own the land? How can I own the warehouse? How can I own the office building? Think about ownership. Here's the next thing. Maintaining work-life balance. Talked about it, right? So important. Work-life balance is creating a system that people know. When you're working, you're at work. When you're at home, you're at home. And neither one feels the weight of either one because there's a balance there. And then number six, rewarding yourself for reaching milestones and various achievements. Pause. Celebrate yourself. You did it. You worked hard. Pause and celebrate that. But number seven, <laughs> it's simple. It is so simple, guys. Work hard play hard. It's a mantra that my wife and I use all the time. If you do what you have to do when you have to do it, you can do what you want to do when you want to do it. You work hard. You are able to play hard. You're able to go and have as much fun as you want because you put things in place. You're not reckless with your spending. You have a great budget. You have great, you know, you met your, your, your numbers and your business. You, you, you're trending in the right direction. You can pull away sometime and say, you know what, I'm just going to go and just have a great time. Because that's how I work hard. The counterbalance is, is I am absolutely not only working hard, but I'm playing hard. I'm having the time of my life. That's what it means, guys, to really, really be a next level leader and to invest in you. I pray you've been so blessed by this podcast, this edition. And I hope that you will do something intentionally about taking care of you. Make a spa appointment. Take a walk in a park. Go pick up a hobby. Do something to invest in you and celebrate your victories along the way. I want you to follow me on Instagram at JosephWalker3. That's Joseph Walker3. Let me know if you've been blessed. I appreciate you so much, and I would love to hear from you. Don't forget, that's Joseph Walker 3. There's only one you. How will you treat you? What systems will you put around you in order that you might be effective and that you might be the next level leader that God has called you to be? I want to thank you so much. Thank you for listening in today. Now I pray God's richest blessings be upon you and yours. Until next time, you be blessed. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at josephwalker3. I look forward to connecting.